views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. WNRI race fans, are you ready? It's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Please welcome the host of Race Chatter, Wayne Bobber, to give the command. Drivers, start your engines. Good evening, race fans. That is Monday night, 6.05, another edition of the award-winning Race Strata Automobile Racing Program. And it's continuing with Champions Night. And tonight we're going to have the main champion of two different divisions. He'll be his third appearance on the race charter, Josh St. Clair from Wiscasset. And the second half of the show, we're going to have a first-timer. And that is going to be truck champion Randy Burr. So don't touch that dial. We're just getting warmed up. You know, there's a lot of repair garages in Northern Rhode Island. Tire dealers, oil change specialists, new car dealers. We have a high-performance specialist, too, that sponsors with our show. Been with us since day one. And I'm proud to announce that DMB Performance is staying on for another season. Big DMB Performance Automotive Repair at 91 South Main Street, Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800. If you're coming up from Route 295, take exit 7B onto Route Route 44, then at the lights in Chipaget, bear right onto Route 100. Complete repair and service of domestic, foreign cars, and light trucks. High-performance work is their specialty. Already since 2000 in the town of Burrowville. Engine diagnosis, suspension, Rhode Island State Inspection. They do a real bang-up job with air conditioning, CV work, all kinds of axle work, and fuel injection. All mechanics are ASE certified an auto advanced level specialist in engine performance. They specialize in Ford high performance and engine rebuilding. Not just a changer of parts. Engine rebuilding, they'll get their hands dirty. They've worked on the Tasca Ford race program from 1984 through 1997. Again, local jobs and local taxpayers. Stop by for an appointment or an estimate of any repair or preventative maintenance. Call for 401-710-9800 and that's Dawn and customer service, one of the best in the business at DMB Performance and Automotive Repair 91 South Main Street, beautiful Pasco, Rhode Island 401-710-9800 Machine uh, shop services are now available Bob's got that all set up and also a co-sponsor of the number 10 uh, Monster Mini at Thompson Speedway I believe a 7th place finisher this year and he'll be back at the icebreaker of 2024. The trailers are back in Boroughville and right by the he shed where they're building race cars and race trucks for next year at Northeast Race Cars and Speed. 
pick up or ship daily from the Speed Department. Scotty guarantees shipment by 11 o'clock, Monday through Friday, by calling 1-800-766-4748. Race car parts supplier and custom fabrication. Uh, they'll actually build you a truck or a car right on the premises. They also got all the jigs for your chassis setups, squaring up the chassis. Simpson, MSD Ignition, Willwood, Moroso, and so much more. And also the home of Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair with the best brake job in Northern Rhode Island. Call the local Cox number 401-710-9992 and you'll get Herbie in that department. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle, gluten-free products, over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Batlane's Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours are Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Harvest Moon Health Foods, .net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. And a nice fourth place finish at the World Series this year. You can expect Brian and his team back at the World Series and the Icebreaker in 2024 and in a few selected act races. Everybody's looking for a little pin money. The inflation is really hitting everybody. Have you been accumulating a lot of scrap metal? Highest prices payable right now at Ross Recycling. With location on our radio listening audience of Clinton, Connecticut, Hartford, North Stonington, Preston, and right here in Putnam, Connecticut at 64 Tucker Hill Road. Don't throw those batteries away. Don't throw those electric motors away. There's a lot of valuable material inside. Go on the scales and have laborers to help you unload. It's Ross Recycling right here at Putnam six days a week at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, 860 928-7165. On the line right now, we're continuing Champions Night of 2023. And it's a three-time caller and Rusty uh, Pepler's biggest supporter up there at Wacassett Speedway. And we're talking to Josh St. Clair. Congratulations, Josh. Hey, thank you, Wayne. Did I get this right? Two more championships at the same track? Yeah, we we locked in a couple more. We uh, had another good season there at Wiscasset, and everything went our way. I guess, how many mantles do you have in your house now? Two or three? How many mantles? I got seven championships in the uh, last three years, so we're building shelves. Oh, my <laughs> God. And uh, plans for next year? Full bore again? Yeah, we're definitely going to do a lot of racing. Um, we had that new distance car built this past winter. Um, going to go through it, fix her up. I think I'm going to do a lot of uh, super lo- super late model racing or pro stocks up here. Uh, probably jump around, try out some new places. Uh, Wiscast is like home for me, but 
just becoming. I just want to spread spread out. You know, I just want to go race around and and uh, do some different things. I was looking at that uh, race you had. I believe it was September twenty fourth. Rusty was still raving about it. The seventy five lap of uh, you walked away with another three grand on that, and that was sponsored by Norm's Used Cars. But I have a question for you. I used to sponsor a car by Norm Bove with Glenn Boss, a championship car at Thompson Speedway. And then he moved up north because he sells cars. Is that the same Norm Bove or a different guy? Uh, no, that's Norm Sherman down in Wiscasset. Uh, okay. He's always, I think he's always been here in Maine and in Wiscasset. He's uh, been a big supporter of Wiscasset Speedway and a lot of the racers there. He's Got a hand, got his hands in uh, a, multiple different race teams. Uh, I know he sponsors Garrett Hall, who runs the Pass Tour, and and a lot of other series races. Uh, so he's you know, really, really invested. Yeah, he he's a good guy. Takes care of a lot of teams, and he's got it as bad as anybody. <laughs> I was just curious when I saw that norm. I said, wouldn't that be something that I missed along the way? Now, also. Uh, I noticed uh, for our listening audience, if you ever take a trip up to Maine or on vacations, and it's really not that far away, Wiscasset has the same size as Seekonk. It's a three-eighths mile asphalt track built in 1968. And your family, the Sinclairs, were involved with it from 1991 to 2007, along with Bobby Dragon and Kenny Schrader made appearances up there, and a tremendous amount of history. Are you still able to keep the prices low for the uh, attendance? Yeah, I mean the the Jordans there who who own it now uh, are doing nothing but great things there. Um, there, the the place uh, has come a long ways in the last year since they purchased it. At uh, they get five dollars to get in the grandstands for all the for any age. Uh, the pits are twenty bucks for racers and spectators that want to go in the pits. I mean, I don't think you can get much cheaper than that at this day and age. So driving up from Rhode Island, Connecticut, or Mass, what you do pay for a couple of tolls and a little bit of fuel, you more than save on the low price. And I'll bet that type of track is a lot like Lebanon Valley and uh, Monadnock Speedway. They're very family-friendly. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. It's all about the fans and the family. And... uh and that's what they, they really strive to make it better for the fans and, and to make it a, a place where everyone can come and enjoy and have a good time and watch some racing. Um, they put Victory Lane right up into the grandstands a few years ago, which is really pretty neat. Drive right up in and the, all the kids you can give fist bumps to and give you trophies away and stuff right in the stands. So that's pretty neat. Uh, really involves them. Now, it looks like you ran uh, between 10 and 12 races up there. You probably had a few rainouts. Uh, I seem it has hit every track this year with a lot of rain. But I noticed on the pro stocks, which you dominated again, you ended up with 496 on the final point total over Kevin Douglas at 466. He had one more win than you, three to two. But you went a solid top 10, 10 for 10, and nine top fives. Yeah, the car was really great all season. Uh, I may have only won two races. I had a couple stolen from me, and in lab traffic caused a couple messes that I was unable to win. But uh, I was contending for wins every week. Um, yeah, we uh, with the new car, uh, I did race my old car one week as I tried to run in the 250 at Oxford. 
Um, but other than that one race when I run the old car, I, I podiumed with it every weekend. So that was pretty awesome to no, I you know, put everyone to... together and succeed with it. I'm going through the paperwork here, and they put a reference on that. You also had four heat wins. At your particular track, and every track in New England is different, probably the whole country. Are you awarded any points for heat wins or the top five cars? Yep. Yeah, the top five cars in each heat. You know, the, the winner of the heat race would receive ten points and then go down through eight, six, four, two. So on a course of a season, some seasons, that determines the champion. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a few years ago, me and Kevin battled down to, in 2021, uh, the points were decided by two. Uh, wow. And that, you know, that's definitely, uh, heat race points are definitely a factor in that championship. So, What I like about that myself as a pure, pure race fan, and many times the heat races are better than a feature when somebody goes green to checkers and so dominant. But the competition in the heat races, you know, for those valuable points or just to get in the show. I'm looking at the records, and you had 46 different race teams accumulate points this year in that pro stock division. So you're bringing in cars from out of that district. Yeah, um, there's a, we had a lot of new faces show up. Um, you know, the, the track puts on a couple of great races. Uh, the Boss Hog 150, which is the pro stock race. Uh, we had a, a big field of cars, and uh, they're doing great things there. Like I said, they're trying to really reach out and pull people in. Uh, at this point, up here in Maine, uh, there's only a few tracks left, and uh, they they try their best to make it work with the other tracks and, and get all the cars we can. Uh, you know, we it's tough when we all race on a Saturday afternoon, but yeah. they're doing what they can pull all the cars they can, so they're really doing a nice job. Now, your second division that you dominated again this year is at Super Street, and that looks like you ran between 10 and 12 races on that, a couple of runouts, uh, 460 to 414 over Norm Haggett, and you had nine top 10s in that also with a couple of wins. My question on that, is that similar type of car to like a limited sportsman? That runs on the southern tracks. Yeah, um, it's it's still a jig built car. Uh, it has a stock uh, Camaro front clip. Uh, it has to be basically a full front clip of a Camaro or a, or a big car. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's uh, pretty much the same. We run on a treaded uh, tire. Um, we struggled a little bit with it through the middle part of the season. Uh, we got it turned around and finished out the season with a win. Um, but yeah, it was definitely. They're uh, a lot. They're like a limited. I know the limited is uh, variable on most tracks, but they're all basically a, a worn-out pro stock for the most part. <laughs> but that that type of racing is very entertaining for the fans. With the, I mean, the fender to the fender, door to door sliding and holding off each other on the corners on that is so exciting for the fans. And you had uh, twenty-seven different teams accumulate points in that division. Another good car count. Yeah, that class held a good mid twenties car count or low twenties car count every race. Uh, they also have they host a few big races and really pulls in a good car count. But uh, yeah, them things are fun to drive. You really have to get up on them. You know, uh, my car um, has a steering box, and where it's Wiscasset runs Group One and Group Two. Um, the Group Two night was, I mean, Group One night is the the one I won both championships in. 
So I get out of my pro stock with a steering box and, I mean, with a rack and pinion, get in that other car with a steering box. It's quite a challenge to switch back and forth with them, but it is it is fun. Them, car, them cars, you got to get up on the wheel and drive them. I got an email here from Wisdom Mass from Whitey, and he wants to know, do any of the touring series uh, attend Wiscasset in the year? And do you have any details of 2024 for, like, the NEMA Midgets, the Granite State Pro Stocks, or the ACT Tour, any of those groups? Um, I, I really hope they can make a deal with some of the tours. Um, that's been a topic brought up multiple times. Uh, the Grand Estates, great series. I run a few of those races this summer, um, and as well as the past. But uh, for, for whatever reasons, uh, things haven't worked out yet. The Nemas, I'm sure, will be back. I'm unsure of the exact date on the schedule, but they definitely make a couple appearances a year. They put on a heck of a show. Oh, they um, must, they must so, pack the house. Yeah, they do. Boy, they get around that place some kind of fast. So now, when guys, they go, I'm not sure they- if them guys are too when they go up there with the NEMAs, do they go up with both divisions, the full-size yep. NEMA and the lights? That's right. Yeah, they bring them both, and, boy, they, they fly around that place. It's pretty impressive. It's quite a difference. One with the Magneto and one with fuel and the other with uh, fumes. And uh, yep. it's so different, like day and night. But, boy, what a show yeah. they put on. That, uh, I know. I'm, really I'm not something. sure I could get in one of them babies. I'm got to get her done. <laughs> oh, you could, you could. I think you could drive anything. That's what Rusty keeps telling me. He said, you got to get a PSE, Josh. And I, <laughs> I have that on my bucket list this year. Now, yesterday, uh, my original show at WNR Rise, the Outdoors scene, and if you want to listen to it, I think you would appreciate it. Uh, the Outdoors scene yesterday, my very first guest was one of my grandsons, Cody Spank. I uh, lives over in the Milo area. But they fished up in the Cathaden Ironworks area, not fishing, hunting, opening day this Saturday. And on a hunt, looking for over 200-pounder, he got a 254 black bear with no bait and no dogs. First day opening. That's pretty good. What a hunt they had. Father-son. Mi- yeah, that's what it's all about right there. A mile and a half to get that beer out of the woods, and he hauled it out. Uh, they butchered everything last night. They're very good at it, you know, over the years with all the whitetail and stuff. And uh, a, a real funny story about Cody that you would appreciate being a diehard hunter, even with your children now. I saw the pictures on Facebook, and I really yep. respect that. When you cross that big bridge in New Hampshire going to Maine, you're entering another country. It's it's so different. It's like Dan Knight. But uh, last, two years ago, the first year he was up in Maine, he entered and he won a lottery slot for a moose. And everybody, how did you pull this off? You know, he must have had six or seven horseshoes. But he gets it, and he gets it for a bull in his zone. So during the fishing season, he found this one bull moose, and he tried to stay with it as long as he could all year. Two days before moose hunting season started, the moose got hit by a car. Oh, no. (laughs) True story. Oh, that's god-awful. Yeah. In in, uh, southern Maine, it's a lot harder to get a bull moose than it is a little farther up. But it sure is, yeah. It's it's hard to, by itself just to get drawn. I put in for 20 years up here before I 
uh, was selected now. It was actually this year. I was drawn for a bull tag up at our camp, luckily enough, and up by Fort Kent. Yep. But uh, have you uh, harvested a black bear yourself? Uh, I got my first moose this year. I've never never got a black bear yet. I've never really tried, honestly. So. Yep. Well, they weren't either. They were out there for the over 200 club. Uh, his father, Chucky, has got and harvested so many white-tailed deer in all the New England states. Rhode Island, Connecticut, Mass. Now they live in Maine. That he's refined his hunt in his age. And, you know, he passes on everything else because he wants to get in that Maine club over the over 200 class. And I respect that because he passes on a lot of good quality deer. But I mean, oh, everybody, it's a hunt for him. It's a real hunt. Yes. Yep. It, uh, I love uh, I love sporting. I love all that stuff. As you know, I, <clears throat> it's incredible. And, and, and passing on deer is another act all in itself to have the willpower and, the, and to watch the decent bucks walk by and, and wait for the bigger one. Um, well, like you said, I enjoyed the time this year already, youth day. My daughter scored a nice little eight pointer, and that's the that's the biggest high I've had in the woods yet. Uh, sharing that experience with her, seven years old, unreal. History made every time you go out there, whether you uh, are successful or not. All hunts or fishing ex- expeditions, as my daughter would say, they're all great. I want to oh, thank you absolutely. very much, Josh, and congratulations on two more championships at Wacasset Speedway, right in nearby Maine. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night racing, special shows for the year. Uh, family, affordable, probably all homemade food. And meet and greet right on the track with the drivers. It's just one hell of a day. Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. And congratulations, you, and good luck on your hunt. All righty, bud. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Now is Josh checking in. And we got a few results here from Stafford Speedway. And Mr. Money Man does it again. Matt Hirschman, $15,000. The winner's check uh, this weekend over at Stafford Spring uh, to uh, the Monaco Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series. And at the same time, he becomes the champion of that series again. You're talking all the who's who's. Silk was there, Woody Pitcat, uh, Galco, uh, Kopchick, Ronnie Silk. You, they were all there. Chris Pastriak, all the Long Island drivers, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Massachusetts drivers too. And what a show they put on for the fans. But Mr. Money does it again. A 30 car field. Ronnie Silk. Uh, the NASCAR modified wheeler, modified champ for the second time in his career, won his first one way back in 2011, did it again this year for a second time over in Justin Bonsignori, and Ronnie Silk comes in second in this race, too, for another big paycheck, Matt Galco, and Matt Galco was, I think, working with... Uh, let me see here. Larry, Leadfoot Larry, I think was the uh, spotter on that. Woody Pitcott hails from Bellingham, Massachusetts. What a way to end the season with a top five. Marcel Rafano, Eric Goodall made the trip up from Long Island. Stephen Kopchick, uh, Jake Johnson is really making a name for himself. 
Here's a name that we talked about the last five years. Brian Narducci rounded out your top ten. And locally, uh, right here from Northeast Speed, with his first win at Stafford this year on the Friday Night Crew, R.J. Marcotte from Millville, Massachusetts, with this outstanding 30-car field right in the middle at 16. What a great run for that car and all kinds of encouragement for next year. The regular fall final feature at Stafford Speedway of the regular racing was also on the weekend. And uh, the SK Modified had Todd Owen over David Arut. Uh, Michael Christopher Jr. finishes the season with a podium finish. Troy Talman, his best finish of the year on the Friday Night Crew from Oxford, Massachusetts. He was a guest on the Grace Chatter, I believe it was two weeks ago. Anthony Flannery, uh, Keith Rocco with numerous wins and numerous championships. And probably half a dozen cars that he's either built or leases out. He, he's involved in everything and always helping out somebody. Andrew Mahler, uh, John Pueyo had another outstanding season this year at about three tracks. Noah Corner and Michael Gervais rounded out your top ten in that highly competitive SK Modified. Uh, see, 31-car field. SK Late Modified, uh, 25 cars. That's one of the lowest totals of the year. Had Nicholas Hovey finishing first from Champlin. Sammy Anderson. Female driver, one of the members of the 2023 Women in Racing staff, second place. What a run. Tim Sullivan, Bobby Shawlin, David Webb, Casey Voigt from Windsor Locks, Evan Bourgeois from East Haddam. And I believe he moved up from years ago from the Monster Minis. Uh, Zach Azala from Newtown. Frank Leotold, who moved up from the Street Stocks. And Joey Ferringro from East Hartford rounded out your top ten. A few more women in racing. Cassandra Cole, excellent run in the 12 hole. And I'm going looking through here. Uh, Austin Goff, right there from Stafford Springs, 17, out of the 25 car field. They also had some vintage modified All-Stars, real fan favorites, all restored. And Ben Langevee from Carver, Mass, comes away with the win over Tony Ferrenti from New Hyde Park, New York. And Gary Byenkent from Unionville finished his third in the vintage modified All-Stars, always a fan favorite. Now, the big race down in Martinsville had a surprise entry with his own car. Ryan Priest steps down from NASCAR's highest division and spanks the field in the number 40. And Justin Bonsognari, he did everything he could, finishes second in the 51. Patrick Emmeling third, Matt Hirschman, another big payday in the four-hole, uh, Tyler Rebingma from uh, Northeast Drilling in the 32 was fifth. And Ron Silk did all he had to do. He had to finish in the top eight. If he did that, you couldn't catch him with the lead he had. The six-hole driving the 16 gives Ron Silk 721 points over Justin 708. I think the story of the year, and in my mind, the driver of the year in the NASCAR Whalen Modified has got to be somebody I keep going back to all the time. 
driver of that hot rod number 64, wasn't his day. A 31-place finish, but good for 664 points. Third in the points, 57 back for that young driver. Nothing but good coming up for this young man. And what a feel that was. 36 cars. 18 race schedule this year, too. And in back in Thompson this year for three times. And Monadnack Speedway three times. And the NASCAR Wheeling Modified will also again return to Seekonk Speedway. They kick back in February 10th at New Smyrna down in Florida. Only a couple of months away. So they really don't get a lot of a break. I have the Stafford Speedway releases their 24 event, 2024 racing schedule. And that's going to be brought to you by Mainly Seafood. Freshest seafood right from the docks, right here in Putnam, Connecticut. Three Bates Avenue, quarter of a mile up, right after the Walmart, right on 44. Tuesday, 9 to 4, Wednesday, 9 to 6, Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5. Market price, salmon, oysters, scallops, soft-shell clams, cohogs, did I say a lobster pot with quarter pound, a one pound, a pound and a quarter, pick out your own lobster, and free lobster steaming. Mainly Seafood also has an inside restaurant seating for about nine people. But the way to do it is those big orders to go by calling 860-928-7909. Now, if you're down here getting some racing pots or you want to check out southern New England with all the fine restaurants we have in the area, we have an authentic Mexican restaurant. You open the door, walk in, and you would swear you're crossing the border. This is not a wannabe. It's not a takeout. It's authentic Mexican food. Casa Burrito. They have takeout. They have dine-in. They have a delivery service. And they called me last night, him and Oscar, the owner Felix and Oscar were eating last night. They got the beer and wine license now available along with catering at Casa Burrito Authentic Mexican Food. That's at 114 Main Street on Blackstone, Massachusetts, right on the side of Woonsocket. And don't be confused. It's a big white building that they share with two other commercial businesses. They're right in the front with their own parking. And a luncheon special, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 2 o'clock. 508-928-0904. Casa Burrito. On the line right now, we have a first-time caller. He was kind of shocked when I sent him a Facebook message today, but I'm glad he participated because I've seen him run for quite a few years on the New England tracks. And on the line right now, we have driver of the 223 Truck Champion Evolve Pro Truck Challenger Series. That's the longest title I can ever pronounce. Randy Burr from Middleborough, Mass. How are you? Good. How you doing, Wayne? You guys put on a show, 
it's a kind of an offshoot Marshall Hurley and Lorraine uh, Pod from over the years. There's still a lot of the same drivers, the same numbers. Uh, are those people still involved with it? Yes, uh, Lorraine's there every week. Uh, of course, Marshall Hurley's there every time we run. Um, and they brought on Brendan Barry and, and a few different people, but um, unfortunately, some of the people have passed on, uh, like Harold, and um, yeah, you know, but they're no longer with us. But <clears throat> it's a great series. Uh, a lot of the same drivers are still there year after year because we all get along great. Well, you know, we what have, do you like about it? My honest impression of it, it's very competitive. I mean, I, I saw you at the icebreaker. I think you had a seventh place finish at the icebreaker. Uh, you had a 13 car field to start the year out on probably the largest track these guys run on all year. And then you came back in the World Series, and the truck count got up to, I think it was 16 or 17 trucks. I think two got broke down after the qualifying. You had 18 altogether, I guess. But I think you yeah. pulled out a sixth in that. But, uh, uh, you see the fifth or sixth. Now, mm-hmm. what was that uh, total races for the season? Did you have eight or ten races for the entire year? Well, I think they had scheduled ten, but we got a bunch of rainouts. On this so idea, the, the yeah. weather in New England this year really didn't help us out. It crucified a lot of tracks. It really did. Yes, it did. I, yeah. I noticed oh. Ken Cassidy Jr. driving the 11. He won that last race over at uh, Waterford, New London the other day. But that also clinched you the championship, according to the social media listings and stuff. Is that yeah. one and the same with... Probably fifty or seventy-five career wins in uh, Monster Mini Series. Oh yeah, he he has at least eight or eleven championships at Waterford between the minis and the trucks. And he great moved up driver. to join you guys. He's a great driver. Um, very very nice. Very clean. Uh, awesome guy. Boy, I'll tell <laughs> I've you. I've become man. friends with him over the past few years because we've been running the speedball when we're not on the tour. I'll tell you, to move that caliber of a driver to join your group with his allegiance of fans, and I mean, you know Ken Cassidy if you race or go to the races in the Connecticut area. But he, uh, he nice car. He loves Waterford. <laughs> okay. And We've been s- trying to get him on the tour. I, I, I talk to him all the time about it. Matter of fact, I, I, I think I talked him into going this week. You know, that was his first tour race. No kidding. And he comes away with yeah. the win. Wow. Yeah, yeah, great, great team. Now, on yeah. this also, you have your uh, Seacock Speedway regular division down there, one of the four. And every once in a while, I'll see a Cavalero move up over mm-hmm. to London what if, to, with the fray with you guys and a couple of the others. Uh, do you see more of that happen this year, get the truck count up there? Yeah, we've been trying. Um, you know, it's tough because, you know, we race typically on Saturday nights, and you know the regular Waterford guys are at Saturday uh, at their track, yeah. and the Seacock guys are at their track. You know, yeah. so typically for the World Series or maybe a Hudson race, you'll see more of the outsiders come in when they can do that. Cavallaro, he's run a full season with us. I think it was three years ago. Well, I would make a suggestion to Marshall to get in touch with those two guys that are running the Thompson Speedway again. 
because they're beefing that up to about eight to ten races this year. And a lot of those races are on Wednesday and Thursday nights. And that might be a perfect fit for your group. Yeah. Um, the only the only trouble we have for a little bit, some of the guys come out of Long Island. Yeah. And they have trouble traveling during the week uh, because of the long haul. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, getting on and off the island's not very easy. So <clears throat> in the winter, what Marshall does is he gets all the owners and drivers together, and he asks them, what can we do? What tracks do you want to go to? Um, you know, how many races do you want to run? Because he doesn't want to put 25 races out there, then start having just five trucks show up. No, no, that'll, that'll kill it. Exactly. So, you know, he feels the, the owners out and the drivers out during the winter to see what best we can do to make sure we have full fields the best we can. So you did say you're running on the uh, Sunday deal over at uh, Hudson International Speedway? Yeah, we run at Hudson. Um, this weekend, we're going to be running back at Waterford uh, with a regular Waterford truck. Yeah. Now, and, also, uh, Ben has done a great job over at uh, Hudson, too, with the uh, renovations over there and uh, Manadnack Speedway. Uh, oh. Some of these owners are really going uh, full bore now. Even uh, New yes, London Waterford's got the improvements. Now, they lost their track director uh, about maybe 10 days ago. Have they announced yes. a replacement for him yet? No, they haven't. No. So that's yeah, why I don't I seen anything on that. Uh, and he was a nice guy, a very nice guy. I had talked to him a little bit this year. I really liked him. They uh, should fill that Manadnock spot. And Hudson. Manadnock and Hudson, their facilities are unbelievable now. Um, they're top of the line. And the great races, tracks to race at. And then they treat us really good when we go there. Well, I'll so tell very you, friendly. Manadnock Speedway, I'm telling you, I could go up there and run for mayor, and I think I'd win. They, they just, it's unbelievable, the hospitality. And yes. the drivers, the pit crew people, uh, the concession stands, anything, I, I just name it. You know, I stay out of the way with Dave Sullivan and Victory Lane, and I'm like the mm-hmm. second or third, but I'm allowed to have my little uh, recorder going so I can get some of those real good juicy comments. And then I do my own, and the photo ops I'm allowed to do, and we got a good relationship with Northeast Race Cars and Speed. We have the, the satellite set up there with the speed parts for them. And I think this year with uh, Mr. Veneta running it, uh, you yes. know, from Mr. Wren with the valuable experience this guy's got from Thompson yeah. and the modified tour, you can already see the changes. Well, he, he's a class act, you no. know, and he runs a tight ship. You know, one of the things fans want to see is they don't want to see a bunch of cautions or long delays in between races. He gets them right off, yep. you know, and a uh, very nice job. So what are your plans for 2024? First of all, are you a single truck team or are you a member of two or three? I own my own truck, but I do drive a second truck for uh, Rob Rushford. Out okay. of, uh, it's actually Kenny Cassidy's full truck okay. from uh, two seasons ago. Okay. So that truck's in here right now. Um, we're going to run that this Saturday. And then for 24... We will do all the tour races, and when we're not on the tour, we'll be at Waterford every weekend running those races. 
Now, I notice here you're calling Middleborough Mass Hold a home. Isn't that yes. also where Randy Cabral is from, the NEMA driver? Randy's uh, next door. I believe he's from Kingston. Right down in that area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Randy. Yep. Yeah. What an interview and what instant Hall of Famer. When he hangs yeah. it up, whatever the waiting period is, he'll, he'll be first round unanimous. Yeah. What a career oh, that sure. man is. And what a nice guy. Yeah. He truly, oh, and, truly and is. Glenn, I mean, they're a great racing family. You know, that NEMA, you know, I can't, every show I end up talking about NEMA because I enjoy watching them, especially at the yeah. Boston, Louis Seacock, and Manadnack, because I think those tracks are actually built for them. And then after yeah. talking to Josh St. Leclerc, and he's... Yeah, he's I, I love watching him at Seacock. They're so fast. The lights um, down there have 50 cars show up. Yeah. I know it. From all you know, over the country. It's a shame the regular midgets have gotten so expensive, yeah. but the lights... Boy, the people are really latching on to those. And the heat races and the lights down there to make the show are so good. <laughs> they, yeah, they are. That, that's the place for them with that bank track. And people don't realize, you know, Seekonk may be three eighths, but it's 74 feet wide. Right. And those yeah. neighbors with those wings can really take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. Three wide yeah. racing yeah. all the time. But, Seekonk's uh, another great track. We we don't go there right now with these trucks because they have their own truck division. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now I, I raced there in eighteen. The difference of your trucks, okay, with this uh, truck champion, the Evolve Series. What is the difference between that truck and a Seekonk truck? Is it the size of the wheels? Okay, it's a few things. It's the size of the wheels. They run fourteen-inch wheels there. Also, their wheelbase. Um, they're below 104. I believe they're 102 inch wheelbase. Okay. On their trucks, and they were based on a mini truck, like an S10 or a Ranger. Yeah, from the old days when uh, they had the four cylinders. Yes, that's how they first started there. Yep. Yeah. Our trucks are based on a 108 metric truck or a 112 Chevelle type chassis. Okay. So it's a it's a full size truck. <laughs> but uh, Marshall did make a rule where. Um, they can run them trucks with added weight with us. And Conasusa did that, uh, not this season, but the season before. He's now moved up to late models. But um, And actually, uh, Jake Panetta ran with us partially this year. What an up-and-coming uh, start, too, for Josh's brother. Yeah. Um, I believe yeah. uh, Shane built that truck for him, the 29. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think Jake, um, uh, Shane Hopkins built that truck over in Harrisville. And he built one for Dave Darling, too, I heard. That, yes, uh, uh, Dave won in that truck this year at Seekonk. Yeah, he only run it twice, and the rumor yep. is, he I think he's going to put a young girl in it next year or something. I heard a rumor oh. about that the other day. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, well, there's, there's three or four girls down there that are really oh. doing well. Brittany Campbell's one of them. Yep. I think she won a few races this year in Amy Arsenal. Yeah, and there's yep. a couple of younger ones down there. You know, if they were in a good ride, they probably yep. would do or do really, really well. But yep. uh, years ago, they had some good ones too. Uh, you know, Sarah Densky, Crystal, and a few of the others that I wrote. Sure. 
I wrote a book about it, New England's Golden Years of Racing. And the women in racing that I feature on Monday night here, I dedicated a chapter to each one of these gals, including uh-huh. the three champions from uh, Monadnack Speedway when they finished mm-hmm. in NASCAR 1, 2, 3 on a NASCAR uh-huh. weekly point division. And uh, yep. I just thought it was a fantastic story. And I sold a lot of those books, I'll tell you. And uh, I think i got to make a refresher book on that now with a whole new group. <laughs> yeah. And say what you want, but Melissa Fifield uh, keeps being voted the most popular driver in the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour because she pays her dues in the pits. Right. She's got a yeah. loyal, loyal following, and she shows up every week. Right. So there yeah. is a place. There really is. And um, Oh, yeah. Um, Tommy Fern's daughter. The all-time winner up at Stafford Speedway. All-time female yep. wins. And uh, yep. I think one championship under her belt. Uh, all yep. the way back to uh, the Perry girl when the SK Lights first started up there. Uh, you know, she won Donna Thompson. Then she won over at Stafford, too, from that family yep. from Ashaway. So and you had um, Robin Bergman, uh, Dave Bergman's wife, yep. running the, uh, the mini-modified tours. Yeah, and uh, Woody Petcat's wife, too. (laughs) The first uh, Nemo winner. Yeah. So there is some history with the women in racing in New England, and I think it's growing by leaps and bounds. And the the very healthy thing about it is it's a whole new set of fans and a whole new set of sponsors, which the industry just needs that lifeblood to keep it going. Absolutely. In your truck division... Um, do you have any girls in that right now? No, we don't right now, but they've been trying to get um, Brittany Campbell to come over. But Seekonk runs so many races, it's tough to get them out of there. They don't want to risk wrecking their truck because they're usually right in the points hunt. You know? Well, you had another girl that raced up there all the time. She had a brother that raced and a father that raced. Yes, Jen, Jensik. Jensik um, and- she's actually involved down south in a bush team. No kidding. Um, either her boyfriend, I don't believe she's married, but I don't know for sure, is down there running very well. And so she's, I believe she lives down there now. But they were running Stafford. They left the truck tour and started running, I think, the limited late models at Stafford. Yep. Um, her and her brother. And they were doing very well there. Your plans nice Your plans for 2024, same as this year? Yep. Yep, we'll be uh, running all the tour races and... Hopefully every Waterford race when we're not running on the tour. Okay, you make sure Marshall gets me all the information. I'll give these guys a real good plug right here on the race chatter. Uh, we can be listened to right now at 14 different ways, live. And uh, one of our hot uh, areas right now is TuneIn Radio, a free app on everybody's phone. And really? uh, also this show and my other two shows that I have, our ID to IT department, a few hours later, a few days later, they put it up on a podcast at anchor.fm slash Wayne dash Barber, and that's in perpetuity, forever. And the traction we're getting on the podcast now is, is phenomenal. That's great, because we need to promote you know, these short track racing, especially in the New England area or anywhere around here. Well, I've been doing it now. This is my 11th year, and uh, I've turned down the big boys. 
you know, the big players wanted to take over the show and sponsor the whole show. But I'm keeping it short track, local racing, local racial teams, local small businesses who support. And that's my winning formula. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. And you've been a great guest tonight. I appreciate the call, Wayne. Hope to see you, you in Victory much. Lane or in the pits in 2024. I always wear a St. Louis Cardinal red hat. You always see oh, you come over and see us next time you're at the track. And we'll get a picture taken with the truck. I had a lot of fun years ago with Roger Turbush and Bert Ouellette. Oh, yeah. Those two guys, I had a season with them. And had yep. them on the show a lot. The Turbush family from Long Island is just legendary. At, you know, three so generations. I had Bert sold, well, Harold, he was driving for Bert, yeah. sold the truck. I ended up buying their truck. No kidding. I ran it for my first season in the truck tour, and then Harold asked me to buy it back after his wife had passed. So I ended up selling him that truck back, and Harold now has that truck back. Yeah. Class act. Yeah. What a class act that guy is. Yep. He really yep. is. Well, thank you very much, and congratulations on your championship. I hope it's first of many. And, uh, again, we'll see you in victory lane or on the podium and definitely in the pits as we tour through New England this year. Thank you, Randy Barra. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Randy Burr, great interview, and we try to represent all the divisions going through New England. You know, Cereals is closed today, but they have that Tuesday special uh, beach blanket cheese pizza, 15 slices rectangle, uh, specially priced. They also have a help wanted ad. They're looking for one more experienced server. And also, they deliver. That would be Tuesday through Sunday by calling 401-568-7187. They haven't lost an order yet. And they also have a Sunday dinner special. Sit down from uh, noontime on, your choice of six to ten entrees for two for twenty three ninety nine includes your coffee or soda or a decaf and a homemade dessert. That should generate an extra fin for the server. Cereals, Pizzeria and Restaurant, 52 years in business at the Bridgeton Triangle, 401-568-7187. And he helps out a lot of cars sponsoring. Got to put the aroma to a bed right now. There is no shortage of ammo in northern Rhode Island. Bullseye shooting supplies right here at 837 Park Avenue is a fully stocked shooting supply store. And what a website. Bullseyeshooting.com. 1,000 round cases of 9 millimeter. They've got just got to load in a Winchester 556, that good 55 grain. And also, they got to load in last Wednesday of Henry Rifles, USA made and lifetime warranty. Scopes, knives, did I say black powder? Anything and everything in black powder. What makes Bullseye Shooting Supplies stand out? from all your many choices around the tri-state region. First of all, Paul's got 38 years experience running this store. Marcel, his manager, over 30 years. They know every rule and regulation in the tri-state region. 
for all your different firearms. They specialize in reloading, law enforcement, target shooting, no fishing, no archery, but everything in shooting supplies under one roof, six days a week at 930. He's a military man. Don't try 920. And boy, you are going to get an education from the fine staff at Bullseye Shooting Supply. They know it. You're not talking to a big box guy that doesn't know the answers. They've got them all because they're experienced at Bullseye Shooting Supplies. What a great business they have. You know, I did notice one thing. I've been in and out of hospitals. I got a frequent flyer card since August 7th between me and my wife. But every time we go to a big parking lot, we come out, there's always a carriage or something inside of a car. So I go over, Good Samaritan, and I give them a card for Angels Collision Center. Especially if it's a white car, a gray car, or a black truck. You better know what you're doing matching the colors on those three colors. And Rob Feudy does it on the premises with the best reputation in Northern Rhode Island. Also, an added feature, it's not a backyard repair anymore. Windshields have to be calibrated, hooked up to the computer. They're factory trained for windshield replacement also. At Angels Collision Center at 274 Putnam Pike on Route 44 in Chapachet. 401-949-3952. Proud sponsor of that number 10 Monster Mini, Keith Ballou at Thompson Speedway. I think he was seventh in points this year, but I think they got an award too for the loudest cheering section. But they really get into it. Rihanna and all the crew up there. And DMB and Performance too. What a great job they're doing, especially on Ford High Performance. You know, if you got one of those Roush Mustangs or an F-150, you're looking for a new chip, they've got all that stuff there because there's a specialist on Ford. And we've got another one i got to talk about just a little bit here. And that's if you're traveling Route 44 and used to be a place called Pat's Lakeside Restaurant. Overlooks Bowdish Reservoir with all that nice, nice red maples are now. Open seven days a week with the new owners. Mr. Z's Restaurant, Pizza, Pasta, and Salad. And Nanette stayed on. Best move the new owners. She knows every customer on a first-name basis. And they also have a Taco Tuesday now on Tuesdays. Ten different ones. Call for reservations for your next party or celebration. The fireplace is always on. Or for a takeout after 11 o'clock, 401-239-3800. With that fantastic pastry display. Have the pastry first before your entree. I'm giving you permission. Mr. Z's. 401-239-3800. Stafford Speedway. We're looking at the 2024 season. The spring sizzler is going to kick it off as always. And that's going to be right around Saturday, April 27th. You know, it's always weather permitting. And that'll be the Sunday 52nd annual spring sizzler on the card for that weekend, along with street stocks, limited late and late model divisions. And then Sunday, April 28th, a whole nother set of cars in there with $20,000 to win the 52nd running of the Napper Auto Parts spring sizzler. You heard me. 
$20,000 to win. Right, so last weekend they paid fifteen, And new for 2024, they're going to have the Modified Master Series on Wednesday, July 17th. And that's going to be an open modified team battle for twelve grand to win. And that's going to be a 100-lap main event. Dubbed the King of the Crate. The SK Light Modified teams will also compete in a 40-lap, $2,000-to-win event. A staff at Speedway is right on track. How are you, JR? We'd like to thank our guests tonight for a great, great show. We'll be back on tomorrow with the Authors Hour. Our first guest tonight, Josh St. Clair, representing Wiscasset Speedway, and Randy Burr of the Truck Series that travels through New England. Remember, tomorrow... It's 6.59, Well, I got 27 seconds to go. Did I tell you about tomorrow's show? Author's Hour starts it off, and I may have a special guest from Long Island, and that's going to be Hell's Kitchen on poetry and a report on what's happening in Broadway. Is it reopened? Are the shows there? Did all the actors get other jobs? We'll learn about that and a whole lot more on the Author's Hour tomorrow morning. Remember tomorrow, have the best day of your life.